What do we fear? What are we afraid of? Or what are the fears that unduly influence your life, either in thoughts, words, or in actions? For some, it might be a fear of heights, fear of crowds, a fear of public speaking. A little bit deeper than that, there's fear of failure, fear of judgment, fear of losing control. A little bit deeper than that, there's fear of being exposed, being seen, being known, fear of rejection, fear of suffering and of pain. We all have fears. Fears is part of being human. But which fears have an undue influence over our life? Most of you have probably heard before that when faced with fear, there is a parasympathetic reaction in your body of fight or flight. But as I was doing research today for my homily, that's expanded now, apparently. It's no longer just fight or flight. It's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. There's four options now. The idea is that our instincts kick in when we face our fears, and one of those four become our instinctual reaction to that fear. So we stand our ground and we fight, or we run away from what's causing the fear, or we're frozen in place, un unable to make any sort of decision. And the one that I didn't know about until today is to fawn. And the fawn is the one who tries to appease the conflict and make the conflict go away. But as Christians, are we defined and determined by our instincts? Are our instincts, are we just slaves to our instincts and there's nothing that we can do about our reaction to the fears that we have in our life? Obviously the answer is no, otherwise I wouldn't have a homily after this. There's grace. There's grace. Without grace, Jeremiah in the first reading wouldn't be able to face his persecutors who were denouncing him, terror all around him, which was the case for all of the prophets. That when they came and they spoke the word of God, the reaction of the people was to fight against them, to banish them, to isolate them, and put even some of them to death. In our Catholic tradition, we wouldn't have martyrs for the faith if those Christians, by the help of God's grace, didn't supersede their fear of death, their fear of rejection, their fear of losing control. They were not slaves. They were not determined by the fears that they had with the help of grace. But what's more to that is, as humans, we're not just like the animals. The, the instinctual reaction to fear is like the animals, but because we're rational animals, we actually make it worse. That our sin actually amplifies or exacerbates the effect of fear in our life. For example, fear of rejection. Fear of rejection in its elemental form is helpful, right? Fear of rejection is fear of being alone. As human beings, we can't live alone and in isolation. So having some fear of rejection is important. It draws us back into community with others. But when my pride starts to creep in and I try to do everything in my power by the way that I think and the way that I speak and the way that I act to avoid any possibility of being rejected by others, 
then I make it worse. Then every word of criticism from someone becomes an experience of rejection. Then every negative emotion and then every negative word that I experience from others becomes an experience of rejection. And then it can even amplify to where we are almost preoccupied with what other people are thinking as they're looking and seeing at us just in case they might be thinking things that want to reject us. And then we read into other people's facial expressions because maybe they're rejecting me right now and I can fix it and make it all better. See, as humans, because of our sin, it's not just an instinctual reaction, but in sin, we can go the other way. And we can let that instinct of fear actually become infinitely worse, which is exactly what Satan wants to think we have to do. But there's grace. In John's first letter in the scriptures, in chapter 4, he says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and he who fears is not perfected in love. Our fears are ultimately rooted in consequences on what might happen. Right? If I'm fearing rejection, I'm afraid of the consequence of being alone. And if I fear that consequence to a great degree, everything that I think and speak and act will be defined by the possible consequence that might happen that I have no control over. But love cuts through that. We are not determined by our fear of the consequences of bad things happening. We are rooted in the foundation of God's love. Love that is greater than death. Because in a sense, all fears ultimately can be whittled down to a fear of death. Right? A fear of failure. Failure is an experience of death. Right? A fear of rejection feels like death. Loneliness and isolation feels like death. Losing control feels like we're just evaporating into nothingness. Ultimately, every fear that we have can be whittled down and brought back to the ultimate human fear of dying. But the grace in the Christian life is that our God, by the love of the Son, has conquered sin and death. That he proves to us in promise and in faith that love is stronger than death which means that love is stronger than whatever we fear. And that's what we pull back to. This is what Jesus is getting at in the Gospels when he says, fear no one. Because when we're dealing with others, it's not usually the person that we're afraid of. It's the consequence of what they think or what they say or what they do that we're afraid of. Right? Think of it this way. Some of us, not many, probably just like 1% of the people here, you know, you've probably been angry at a politician once or twice before. And you might have said some not nice things at the TV or the radio that you were hearing what the politician decided to do. But if that politician was standing right in front of you, would you say the same words? Most of us wouldn't. Because it's the consequence of their thoughts, words, and actions that we're afraid of 
But when the person stands in front of us, things change because we inherently have a desire to love our neighbor as ourselves. So when it comes to, for example, having the fear of losing control, that you're a person that likes to be in control of things in your life at all times. And so when that's the case, dealing with your family in a given circumstance where you feel like you're losing control of the situation, what are you actually afraid of? You're afraid that the pieces that you tried to put together that will make the perfect family outing are falling apart. And if you lose control of that, then it won't be a good family outing. And if it won't be a good family outing, then everybody will be disappointed. But what do we end up doing when we focus on that fear of losing control? We forget the family that we're with. And we start getting angry at the people that are around us that we love with all of our heart. And we start treating them as people that are strangers to us because we've let the fear of losing control dominate the situation. And all that we need to be reminded of is, who cares? I'm with my family. I am here and they are here. And that is enough. The fear of the consequence of things not going the way that they should doesn't take away that my family is here. Because love is stronger than death. This is the grace of our faith when facing what we fear. Because the danger is that fear is actually an enemy of hope. Love brings hope. Hope draws us forward, impels us forward, brings us to new and greater things. But fear is the enemy of hope. Right? Because fear, if it initiates our fight response, our fight response draws a line in the sand. I'm not going any further than here. Our flight response says, I'm not going anywhere near that. I'm not going forward, I'm going backwards. Our freeze response says, I can't do anything about this. I'm not gonna hope at anything because I am petrified. And our fawn response is appeasing the situation and eliminating the possibility of growth because through conflict comes the possibility of growing. And so fear becomes the enemy of hope over time because it takes away the hope that draws us forward, that draws us to the, our, the other, to our neighbor, that draws us to God. Because there is no fear in love. Because perfect love casts out all fear. So the question in this question of our fears is in faith, can I abandon myself to the promise, to the truth, that love is stronger than death. Am I willing? Because it's not, it's not that you will not fear. You are still human. And humans have fears. It's not about eliminating fear. It's about allowing grace to walk you through your fears. It's by allowing grace to be with you, God to be with you in love, in what you fear, so that your fear doesn't determine your life for you. So in prayer, in faith, what we do time and again as Christians is, am I willing to let God be the one who walks me through this? Or am I more tempted to let my fear define who I am by the way that I think, the way that I speak, or the way that I act? Because Jesus is saying today, don't fear anyone. 
Don't fear consequence. Don't worry about your life because even the sparrows are taken care of by God. That every hair on your head is counted because God loves you and God will grant you the grace to walk you through your fears. Because in this we know love, that God has loved us first.